points, are you ready, are you sure? For music trivia, three rounds in store. It's head to head, who's going to walk? Are you ready to settle the score? I said, are you ready to settle the score? Hey, welcome in to this very special episode of Settle the Score. I'm your host, Matt Nose, joined each and every week by the musical director, Mr. Andy Merriweather. How say you, friend? Hey, Matt. Known you a year. I'm good, thanks. How are you? Uh, not bad. Not bad. So today's show is going to be... Uh, we. All right, full disclosure, we had a regular show booked. The It ends up now, at this point, both guests booked jobs. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't have been here today. At one point, it was one guest booked a job one day, and we rescheduled. He's like, I booked another job. I'm like, good for you, dude. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, hopefully, you get you know 10 more jobs out of this one. And then the other guy texted me. And he was like, I'm out as well. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? We, uh, I, you know, It worked out for the best. Um, That's a lesson. Have- it's a lesson for anyone that wants to get uh, you know, work in LA. Is that we're kind of like good luck Chuck as a podcast. It's book with us and then you get the gig uh, potentially sure <laughs> sure uh, i'll take that that's a po- nice positive mm. um but yeah it's something i mean it happens here or shit i got a last minute audition can we shift yeah. this an hour welcome to you know hollywood um so yeah good for them so we were just like you know what why don't we have you guys back on on another date we'll figure it out and uh it's been a full year so sit back andy had the brilliant thought of Let's just uh, let's discuss. It's been a year. Have a discussion between two of us of what we've enjoyed over the past 52 shows or 51 rather. And then uh, look forward to the future. So do you want to start? What's the first thing that comes to mind? Wow. Um, I, I've told the story, I think, from my perspective in the kind of shooting the shooting the S word uh, episode. Um, but I would. Yourself? No, just just right at the top of the show. Just let's spiral gradually into swearing. I guess okay. you just don't want to go for it. No, um, it, it's fine. Uh, I'm going to swear as much as I had intended on subconsciously swearing, and uh, it's not. Go ahead if you want to no, censor usually, it. Right ahead. Oh, I usually don't. I usually don't. Um, but uh, yeah, we you know shooting the breeze. We uh, we had the episode, and uh, and I described how i remember us kind of forming sure um but i kind of uh i stepped all over that and it would be interesting for me to hear i guess and for everyone else to hear what you remember from all of that and and you came up with the idea for the show itself and i remember you specifically saying from um do you fancy doing something together to here's the idea was a kind of a two-week window so how was that two weeks, and, and what do you recall from that time? Um, well, I mean, it, it, you had sent that quiz to Catherine. Yeah. So I, more than likely in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, okay, that's that's something to store away. He's got that. I didn't, I, I told you, I didn't take it. Because um, you told me about it, and then we were busy, and I completely forgot. Yeah. By the time I remembered it existed, it was just like, well, it's been so fucking, I don't even know where to find it at this point. We'll save that uh, for the, uh, maybe we'll do like a movie production logo themed show and see who can hang. Yeah. I think, it's, I think it's tough. I think it's a tough quiz. But I think it's a fun one. There's a, a couple different of those that I want yeah. to 
There's another one that I put on our scores list. It's at the very bottom of the page. Okay. I'm going to have a look now. You, Go ahead. Go ahead and have a look. Um, yeah. So the beginning was just like a guy that was fun because we had worked on the intro to golden ticket and it was like, he's super easy to work with really talented. Uh, this is fun. And so I try and if I can help it work with people like that, where it sparks a different kind of, uh, creative outlet, uh, mm -hmm. ignites a long since dormant flame type of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the two weeks I kind of, when I reached out, I already had a rudimentary idea of something like this. Um, and then after that two weeks, basically I just refined a couple aspects of it. And then we started, uh, Skyping. Yeah. To, Hey, what about this? What about this type of, here's what I'm in, you know, envisioning and, uh, just the, the give and take the back and forth. Um, it's been a nice collaborative, uh, experienced right from the jump so for sure for sure i just saw um what you're referring to it's not like right at the bottom but like 20 up right it's, yeah uh, something like that yeah and i actually know how to play that as well that's uh that's one that i but you know if there are enough of those i don't know if there are you know what mm -hmm. i mean mm -hmm. it's a very specific that's uh, a cool one really cool um but we're not, obviously not going to reveal it yeah um yeah so um, yeah, for me, uh, I'm, everyone knows this by now, but, you know, I literally had or have, um, I guess, uh, a t-shirt of your face in my wardrobe. Um, and so, yeah, for me, the whole thing was kind of weird, um, and like surreal. Uh, I remember you, um, telling me who might be on the first episode it didn't work out that way scheduling wise, but I remember yeah. you telling me and I was making notes. I had a pen in my hand and I'm making notes about rules, what the rounds are going to be, how many songs per round you were saying to me, you know, you were asking me how plausible it would be to hold this many scores at any time in my head and all this kind of stuff. So I had these notes going as you were talking on, on Skype. And then you said, so I'm thinking of having this person as, uh the first guest and obviously because i'm a fan of your world i remember just throwing the pen up in the air and i don't even know if you saw it because you didn't react to it yeah I don't but think so. I, no so anna, anna looks over at me like she heard who you, who you said as well and obviously the first episode was great i mean we had mark riley and mark andreco uh, -huh. uh in a very early early stage of the show and rules have changed since, but two guys that I'm a fan of me and Riley ended up, that was, that was the first time us properly meeting, I guess. Yeah. And it was, um, yeah. it was really cool. So like people like that being talked about being on the show, working with you as well. And the pen just threw, flew across the room and then I'm kind of still engaging with you, still trying to be professional. And the whole time, like my hand off camera is getting Anna's attention. I need my pen back, you know? Just get my pen. So I, I kind of just, pen. I just kind of had this like moment where the pen just right right across the room, and I guess, uh, yeah, I managed to stay poker faced, but the hand let let go. <laughs> I mean, That's what actually, I that uh, that video is long since gone. It was yeah, just it wasn't recorded at all. Yeah, it was just between you know two individuals. So, but yeah, really she, gives a shit. If uh, if we ever do have this, uh, you know, 
wives episode that maybe one day if we could convince them um i'm sure anna will corroborate that story she saw this pen go flying across my conservatory um but that's one of my earliest memories of us <laughs> creating the show uh i love that it's a fucking conservatory that, um, that's the english term that is most common i'm assuming or it's relatively common yeah yeah it's a it well, do you like, have anything no, no, no. I'm in the living room now. This is a glass, extra living room, glass-built living room in the back of the house. Oh, okay, okay. What do you guys call that? Uh, a bunch of different names. I think like a sunroom, maybe, or something. Or? Sunroom, uh, a Florida porch. Okay, uh, <laughs> that would be weird if I called it that. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Uh, sunroom would probably be the most okay. I think common, but Florida. Yeah, porch. yeah, that, it, that makes sense, and it is that kind of room. Yeah, it, it um, yeah, lack of oxygen blaring heat um but it's nice you know when the weather's cool um yeah so um that's what i remember from my early days and then the next step i guess after rules was uh obviously curating a, a, a list we went deep into the hundreds like pretty quickly yeah um we both got started on that straight away and and the, adding to it all the time you know i just opened up this list and we're now you know towards 400 just on scores that doesn't even include yeah, pop the soundtracks. Songs. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and then, yeah, and then the next thing was uh, the intro song, mm -hmm. which um, yeah was uh, a really cool experience. I guess we'd had the we found our rhythm from doing Golden Ticket, but yeah, it was a really cool experience. And um, I threw a song at you that was very. It sounded just like the Golden Ticket, but like set the score version, I guess. It was kind of that sitcom opening kind of style. I kind of remember it. It was like, um, settle the score, settle the score. If you know your Star Wars from your, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And um, it had that kind of, it had the joke in it about the, and if I play too well, and I just might, YouTube will claim copyright. That kind of thing. Okay, I don't remember that lyric at all. You don't remember that? Nope. And uh, and you, uh, um, it was like a really like, what about this kind of uh, email that I sent to you? Yeah. And uh, and you, I think you kind of liked it, but what you were thinking of was basically you wanted. Um, and now I'm going to out myself as a plagiarist. Okay. You wanted we were what Anna and I watching a film at the time, and a message popped up from you saying, um, "Hey, how about like I the tiger kind of thing." Yeah, just a driving pace, bump, but a bump, but a bump, but a yeah. bump, but a bump. And so I, I paused the movie. We're like ten minutes into the movie, and I was like, right, let me just, you know, Matt's had inspiration. Let me just see. And I sat there, and I learned "Eye of the Tiger." And, uh, well, the keyboard's clearly on mute, and you're trying to figure figure out the keys right now. Oh, right. No, I was playing it. Can you not hear the keys? No, can't hear the keys. That's so interesting. Hold on one second. Um, Just heard the gentle thud of you pressing down on the synth. Oh, that's crazy. I don't know why. Can you hear that now? There you go. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Okay. Um, oh, I'd, I saw I sang set that original thing. I was actually playing the settle the score, settle the yeah. score. You didn't hear that. Right, okay. Um, that was the YouTube line. Um, yeah, and so I basically... I, I sat at the piano after your message and I learned um, blah, blah, blah. 
Eye of the Tiger? Sure. And they're kind of just doing this. And I'm kind of playing around with that. And that hook, which is the opening line to Eye of the Tiger, mm-hmm. that is the second part of the Settler's Course theme, which is... Um, That's from so if you could go settle the score entire the tiger quite easily, it would go. Uh, you know, yeah. they are very, very similar. And um Well, welcome to music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You told me it's the inspiration. All the, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, if you you know, you know, the best composer ever, John Williams, was told make this sound like such and such and you know like we've talked about, and I won't reveal it, but, you know, it could come onto the show one day. Sounds exactly like another movie from the 1940s. And, uh, yeah, so um, that's where that song came from. And even to the point where the original cut of it, remember, had that long intro with, like, it really had that kind of driving thing. And we chopped it down to make it kind of tight. And then I guess the only other, like, behind-the-scenes thing about the thing is that when the song ends... yeah that was my that was my um fringe the the movie the theme song from fringe tv show absolutely love that theme i think jj abrams wrote it and um so i stole that and that went into the that's how the show ends uh, the intro ends yeah so it's all these kind of like things that i love the good borrow the great steal so steal yes. away. Welcome to all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't think anyone would ever pick up on that. That's the fringe thing, but yeah, maybe yeah. it kind of it kind of rings a bell. Anyone um, ever? I think that's I, they could put two and two together. Uh but 99 point infinite nine after that. Yeah, I think I think you're in the clear. You're fine. Mm. But at the same time, every shit at this point, pop songs are just a straight formula. So they're all the same. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, there's a great mash cut of like country pop from six, seven years ago. And he, this guy edited together it's five or seven songs somewhere in between there. But it's like you, it's just this rolling screenshot of the editing software that he used. And all these sounds, these songs sound exactly the fucking same. Crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you could do that with a lot of pop that click track. All right. We can take that. And this one's in the key of C and blah, 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 blah. They all have the same fucking rhythm. Yeah. Uh, so welcome to music. It's the when you can't tell is openly the reference and how it's all blended together. Or even if you do understand the reference, they've clearly taken it and added to something else and creating a new piece of art. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But you could do this with music all fucking day. Who is it uh, today? An artist I don't really know. Something Santiago and Paramore. She had to list Paramore as a songwriter on, mm-hmm. I guess, her biggest song or something. Right, yeah, because yeah. she stole an aspect of it. I remember when I heard uh, the Stones with Charlie Watts passing, that everybody, what is it? Ba da ba da ba ba, baby, everybody. That is a Stone song, but I was like, isn't that constant craving? And then they ended up having to settle with Katie Lang huh. because it was the same melody as Constant Craving. Interesting. Yeah, they just 
took it and made something new. Yeah, yeah. No, it is, uh, it is a bit like that, for sure. And it's one of the things I, re- I remember uh, growing up, The one of those kind of um, puzzles that you do in your head was no, you could someone would say you can't hum Superman, Star Wars, and Indiana Jones in a row because you basically get locked onto one and it's so similar that you can't break out. Um, uh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, it, I mean, it's entirely possible and I've, I've proven it to myself that it's possible, but really it does take a lot, an extra bit of concentration. They're so similar. Um, those those initial moves. In fact, sometimes when I go to play uh, Superman, I start with Star Wars, and then I have to kind of that's the wrong one. Even though I know both those scores so well, there's just a similarity there that that kind of clogs up my brain a little bit. It it happens. Mm-hmm. It fuck it, it happens. Like uh, I remember, so I played guitar for a long time. And I still noodle every once and again, but I've kind of destroyed both of my hands playing basketball and mm-hmm. other things that I just don't play as well anymore. So it's more frustrating than anything. But there were certain passages that other people were like, I can't play that in a million years. And for whatever reason, my brain was just like, no problem. And then others where you're like, I can't, I know every note on there. I can practice each as a subset individually and play it flawlessly it's just the transition in a couple spots i'm sorry for whatever reason my brain just does not want to piece it together mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. whatever it is you want it to be 100 percent, and it's like one out of five i'm getting this right yeah yeah one out yeah. of four and it's just like it's too frustrating and i have practiced my ass off on this yeah 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 just but then the other ones i remember so i can play thunderstruck pretty flawlessly or at least i could and the you know the solo in Crossroads, the Ralph Macchio, where he's playing arpeggios, and it just goes up and down the neck playing arpeggios. Okay, I, I don't know. It. Okay, if you look it up, it's one specific passage. Um, I could send it to you too, no problem. I picked that up, and my I remember my guitar teacher was like, "Good for you." And then we worked on another solo like a couple mm. weeks later, and it's just nothing, just doesn't. I fucking worked this for a week and I'm barely further. Uh, that shit happens. That's interesting. Do you think uh, this is a, this is, this might be a very strange question to ask, but do you think you have like an affinity towards arpeggios in general? Because I've noticed that I think you really like kind of um, some of the ones you're really excited for me to play score wise. Mm-hmm. They kind of have that move. It's like the, you know, the Daft Punk from Tron to kind of, yeah, I do love that soundtrack. You kind of like that kind of, uh, it's like a sine wave type sound. Sometimes one of my favorite, um, what made me fall in love with Muse early on is, oh, fuck, what is it? It's either off of Origin of Symmetry or, anyway, um, it has an undulating, it almost sounds like a sine and a cosine. Oh, yeah. Canceling each other. Uh, and then it goes up. Yeah, I love their fucking early stuff. Uh-huh. A friend of mine turned me on to them after like their second album, and I was instantly a fan. I was like, this is this is unique. Uh-huh. Yeah, I do like arpeggios. I think mm. they can be overused, but I do like arpeggios. Sure. There we go. Yeah. D- did you know that about yourself? Just yeah, no, I knew that about myself. Cool, cool. Well, I, I mean, I know, I... The, I know the term. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, and you can, seem... and then you can arpeggiate all kinds of things. But basically, just playing the individual notes of 
a chord as opposed to playing the chord structure. And then there's a little flair to it as well, usually with an arpeggio. You know, just a little, it's got a little pizzazz. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But when it's done well, man, it can really liven up a passage. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I thought for the longest time that, um, you know, uh, Truman Show and they're on the pier and uh, his friend, I can't remember, it's Noah, the actor from Truman Show. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Noah, someone, yeah, um, from like the the Americans Americans. and stuff, yeah. And he's like saying to him, you know, if everyone is uh lying to you, Truman, that would mean I have I'm having to lie too. And then they do the father reveal, and I swear until I watched it back as an adult that they were just doing the instrumental version of uh that muse song. I swear it was going like, yeah, and it sounds so similar, honestly, it's insane. And I was like, oh, they, you know, they're using the music. And then you see, uh, you see, what's his name up in the up in the uh, the moon? You know, the oh, production uh, yeah, lab. Yeah, Ed and Harris. Ed Harris, and he's saying like, lift the music. He's kind of conducting the scene. Mm. And uh, and it, I was like, oh, this is Muse. This is that track that everyone got me to play in college and stuff. Um, but it's not. It's uh, just one of those. Yeah, like we say, they everything sounds so similar. Uh, yeah, what's old is new again, and especially within music, you're never going to cover anything new at this point. No, I guess not. It's, it's really difficult. Let's put it that way. It's really difficult. Yeah. And still remaining, uh, pleasant on the ear. True. Well, there's, yeah, the experimental stuff. Yeah. The stuff that, yeah. Yeah. You get, I've listened to enough albums like, Oh, this is, you know, they try and it's an upsell the whole time to get you to listen to it. Mm. Oh, this is when he they were really like feeling themselves out and they were on this drug fueled blood. And you listen to it and you're like, this is this is basically no, a tax write off, is what it feels like. Because, yeah, yeah, you guys just wanted to go do drugs in New Mexico for a month. <laughs> this is the yeah. resulting product of it. Yeah, good for you. I, I hope you got a tax benefit for that. Uh, it ain't much to listen to for these years. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, so, uh, yeah, what, what. So uh, do you want to talk about the intro since we talked about it, like from your well, end or, you know, what it's was a it year like? In recap of shows. Yeah. Technically. So what are your, do you have any singular like favorite moments or something that stands out over the course of 51 shows uh, or anything you want to start talking about? It doesn't have to be the number one on your list, but I mean, um, I guess I'm not great at remembering the shows as we've discussed before. They're very sure. like the, I, I've, I've said it before, but the, and normally I end up apologizing, you know, because you're on the call still. Um, I normally end up apologizing a little bit to the guests afterward because I'm not really engaged. And people have told me that it doesn't seem like you're disengaged, but actually I'm not always present. And the sure. most recent episode, um, uh, because I tuned in, at a certain point, uh, whilst Rick Ingram, who I absolutely, I found him so funny, Matt. Um, but I ended up stalling a moment, uh, you know, to, to, you know, analogize using a car. It was kind of like I grabbed the gear stick and, and stalled the car. And it was when he was doing his, um, his uh, impression of Macho Man Randy Savage. And I caught it late, found it so funny, and then asked him what it was. And the problem was, 
he was like looking at me like, what joke are you going to make? What's the punchline here? And all I was doing was tuning back into the room yeah. because of the amount of songs that I'm keeping. And some, sometimes that happens. Sometimes there's that kind of, because we're digital, because it's uh, online, there's that kind of process you wouldn't have in a real room. You wouldn't, you wouldn't lose each other like that. But I am kind of away a little bit from the from the atmosphere of the, the three, you and the two guests. Yeah. And sometimes when I tune back in, I've got to find my right moment. And there are things that I go to say that I omit because I've lost the timing of it. Yeah. No. Um, and sometimes I stall the conversation because I tune back in at the wrong time. And that happened in the Rick Ingram episode. Go and watch it. It looks really awkward because I come back in and I go, oh, is that your Magic Man Randy Savage impression? He's, he's there going, I can see he's looking at me going, yeah, that was what I was doing. Why yeah. are you asking me? And it's because I wasn't paying attention, you know. I've well, but in. you do have the nice thing of you're in Britain, so he could operate under the assumption that you don't know wrestling as well as we do here. So you're trying to figure out. Uh, yeah, I think that you reading more into it than what exactly. Oh, of course, that's anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, sure. No, I think I think Rick and I got it does, perfectly fine. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know that I could do what you do having to focus on the arrangement plus the words, the lyrics and still be engaged in the conversation. It's a lot to juggle mentally. Uh, mm -hmm. So when it's like a sequence, I know at least I'm assuming, Ooh, there's going to be the three songs back to back or whatever it is. These seem more complex to me. Uh, and you still stay engaged. You do it. You do find ways like uh, I love the first time you pulled your hands, you put them back into frame slowly. Yeah, I of like Talladega Nights where I don't know what to do with my hands. Just yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I died laughing because I was waiting yeah. for them as they're deliberating. Right, right. That that um, yeah. Some some you win and some you don't. And I I yeah. um, I I often I enjoy making you laugh. It's the kind of the thing that um, you know I can have a good fifteen songs. I can sing well or play a particular difficult theme or whatever. None of that really kind of impresses me because uh that's kind of what i do but if i come away having made you laugh like i remember when we hung out in chicago it's like those couple of moments that i actually made you laugh they're the things that i you know i take away <laughs> they're yeah. my favorite memories and so when you say to me you know have you got any favorite moments of the last year it sounds so egotistical to go yeah remember that time that i creased you up laughing you know oh, no i love that i but i yeah, remember that... a great laugh if somebody really makes me laugh i fucking love it uh just because i've watched we were talking about it off air i've watched so much comedy that i study it i don't oh, yeah people say stuff to me sometimes and i'm just stonewalled and be like dude i've heard i can give you i can pair it back five variations of what you just said and it's nothing against you the human mind works you know twitter has been illuminating to that of how common some jokes just truly are Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You don't even want to put them up because you're like, dude, there's I'm sure there's already a thousand. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, no, I love dude, when you pepper in. There have been a few times where I'm the only one that heard it, and I yeah. think that made it even better because now we're For sharing sure. a joke between us because yeah. they're so lost in the game of wanting to win. It's like, wow, we got to have some fucking fun here. Oh yeah, the people people will recognize that when, especially ones that watch on YouTube and. Uh, you know, I really, you know, I advocate for watching us on YouTube. Um, there are times when you and I catch each other 
and we know we, you know oh, we're yeah. the only ones in the room that have gotten yep. that and and there you can see the other two are kind of their heads down they're trying to figure out the score and you and i have already moved on from kind of waiting for them we're kind of having yeah. fun now well our job is done at that point yeah yeah exactly there is you know i don't know about for you but the tension leading up to it i'm like oh, god are these context clues good enough right are they certain shows they all come off fine but you're like ah, did we do our best on this one because certain weeks i just feel completely tapped like i'm offering nothing on the context clues i'm like i got nothing <laughs> i'm fucking spent and other weeks it's like it comes easy yeah uh so yeah, the the apprehension but yeah as soon as we get through it's like well, might as well have some fun our job is over for this for sure two minutes to five minutes or however long it lasts for sure and there is a definite linear um improvement of my personality and that's simply because every song that we play is one song that i don't have to remember anymore it's that award show thing you know where the room gets more and more pissed off because there are like you know four extra losers Uh, yeah for sure so it's like that where every round it's another five songs that i don't have to know about anymore and so by round three, I'm kind of enjoying myself a lot more than in round one. And that's when I start doing stupid things. Like, because sometimes the score, they really have to sit with the score and like hum it to themselves. And mm-hmm. it's not like hearing the song and for a pop song from a film, you just know it or you don't. But these scores, they're kind of, can I hear it one more time? Can I, you know, and most of the time in between that, I'm just having fun, you know, the hand thing. And last week I did a stupid fucking puppet dog thing with my hands like because yeah. i was whistling right i was like doing a whistle theme and i i did that and it's kind of um that's when i it's all the adrenaline leaving my body it's kind of uh the first two rounds was so intense for me and now in the third round i'm just gonna enjoy it um it's a little oh, bit yeah. like that you know i third round getting to that because then you know where you actually stand there you know i i would prefer it if every show they're neck and neck by the end, but obviously that doesn't happen. Um, Cause it, you know, I like the build where we've had the games too, that I've had to go to extra songs where you're forced to like, Hey man, we didn't prepare for this contingency. Whatever you want to do, go crazy. Um, yeah. Even then, I think the last time it happened, I played along. I didn't get the first one. I can't remember what it was. It was a Costner, I believe. And then I, uh, I got the second one. Um, Right, right. But completely lost the train of thought. I've got a leaf blower going right outside next door, and I left the windows open because it's hot here today. I don't know if you can hear it, so I was distracted. I, can, I think I can hear something. It sounds, but not too distracting or loud. But it's a, it's a kind okay. like a high pitch kind of like that, like oh, a. Right. Well, that could be my AC. Oh, I know. It sounds it sounds a le- like mechanical. But anyway, uh, it's not too bad. Um, but who knows? You might sound uh, like your. Drunk slow motion again, again. <laughs> yeah drunk again yeah yeah uh yeah thanks for telling me hey i didn't well i guess did i admit did, that i could said, hear it yeah you but said it, afterwards, it you're like you know what i could hear it but it just uh sounded normal it's like you said yeah like i thought bitch. you were just having one of you know just you a bit a steadier just i fell a bit off steadier. the wagon after uh was it 13 years and change <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i'm not gonna be the guy to but you know th- there are things with timing the uh I said to you, I reckon someone will have to tell me. I think in the first 10 episodes, I say, hey, does our intro start fast? Like, does it go like, the bell rings, are you ready? Are you sure? Like that. Does it oh, okay. kind of start speed up at the start? 
people have now said they can hear that too. Like it kind of it speeds in. Like there's something to do with you pressing go in the intro. Oh, okay, it kind of speeds in, and then there. and then okay. it finds the rhythm. I don't mind it. I'm kind of used to it now. It's how I hear it in my head, in fact. But uh, so you probably oh, some watch. I no, I mean I I you always hear the intro when you go to read the comments. The intro starts, doesn't it? Uh, they I get those emailed to me. Oh yeah, so I, I can read them in my email. That. Yeah, it's your YouTube channel, of course. Uh, it is my YouTube uh, channel, but there's so many different places to interact that uh, just try and maximize. You know, yeah, as no, best for I sure. Can. Yeah, for sure. I uh, I have to actually go onto the episode to read the comments, which obviously I, I you know I don't mind doing. Someone um, someone put on Twitter. Um, you're gonna have to either remind me or I can go look. But basically, someone said one of their favorite things is when you give out points. Randomly. randomly and i completely agree one of the funniest it's absolutely but what you decide to give points for it can be well i i mean what are the examples that someone making you laugh or someone insulting you you go the other way yeah sure like, take a point away take a point yeah. away or give a point to their opponent um well, the, sim- sympathy is another one you've gone for <laughs> That's, uh, i think it would be so say say we had on two of your best friends, right? And they mm-hmm. took a shot at you that I could tell that made that hurt, but made you laugh and be like, a point for that guy. This is apparently an excellent joke, so you deserve an extra point. Anything that's just fun, why not? Right, right, right. Uh, for sure. Yeah, crossing either one of us could lose a point, just so you know. That's on the table. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just to award. Why not? Makes it more fun. And then uh, I, I enjoy it when people latch onto him and be like, hold on, he got a point last time for that same thing. I don't get a point this time. for You know what? It's a, you're making a good point. So plus one for you. <laughs> yep. No, exactly. The, the really, really fun moments. Uh, the other one that came up on Twitter since we're on it. Um, yeah, the first, the first random point I remember being given out. But then when I checked today, it was the second episode. So you started that. Um, kind of you know mini tradition early second episode the wangers are on and brian just made you laugh and he had no points in at the end of round one and you were just like dude you deserve a point for for that (laughs) joke or whatever and he got a point and um he must have got a second round 10 like on the first five seconds because he ended up he ended up with 11 that's that's one of the lowest scores i remember but that you know that extra point that could make the difference in terms it could, of it could lowest score ever. And I love that. Was it Christian is now not one of the three wangers? Cause Brian took game two. Did he not? Yeah. Yeah. The guy yeah. that you didn't anticipate, I believe won game two. So Christian is locked out because didn't Cody win the first, I can't remember. Cody won. Yeah. 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 Um, so I we'll have to bring <laughs> them on for, for can Christian finally, finally get there. Yeah. I know. Finally and, make uh, it to the mountaintop. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Speaking of Christian, he was very helpful, wasn't he, on episode whatever? Um, Bibiani and Whitney's second episode with us was the horror special. Yeah, and it was just super deep cut. I remember. I, le- I mean, that was the hardest week I've had in terms of learning music because some of the stuff you couldn't even find. You oh, had to like trawl through YouTube to try and find these films or scores or whatever. Tough. I ended up having to watch like three or four of those movies. Just make sure. Where I mean, I'm fast forwarding through, but whenever it gets to a pivotal, you can tell it's a scene. I'm watching that scene to see how 
if this is memorable enough to use as a musical cue, because we're going deep cut, but I don't want to go insane deep cut. Be like, oh, you remember this one tiny scene within that movie where it's like, okay, the big theme, what do they use the big theme over the biggest moments? Or is it just like the credits and outro and they use other music for other shit? Yeah. Yeah. So I watched the, is it Dylan McDermott movie? The Italian one where it ends up there in a snow globe type of thing. It was like saying elsewhere for horror. Oh, gee. Uh, I watched that. I watched, I think it was Suspiria. I uh -huh. watched, two, I can't remember the two. I could look them up. I could tell you because they made our list. Or one Suspiria, of I couldn't believe they didn't get. I remember I learned it. It was quite fiddly, like, you know, dexterous wise. It was tough. And I, I, I took a while to learn it, like to get it licked. And then we, we put it in, played it. And Bibiani, I remember, sa says, um, oh, yeah, I forgot it starts like that. I always just think of the second bit. And I was thinking, oh, you know, I, I don't like getting things wrong for people. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe it was like Back to the Future that bah, 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 ruffle the main thing. But either way, it was like that kind of thing. And uh, I couldn't believe he didn't get it. And then I've since watched Suspiria through the 1970s one. And uh, it is just throughout that movie that, that the exact theme that I learned is oh. pretty constant. It's like, you know, for 90 minutes, it plays pretty consistently. Uh, I think that was just a miss from Bibiani. I think or, uh, I think maybe he was thinking we'd got him to the place where he's going deep cut, deep cut, deep cut. And then we threw in a movie that, although is a deep cut, is much more mainstream than what we've been it. going with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, at least you'd heard of it. As, as a kind of movie fan, yeah. where some of them, oh, absolutely no idea. But yeah, it was Christian Rubicabla that um, helped us with that list, right? Because he uh, he went him pretty and, deep. Him and, and Cody. Uh, Cody, but uh, Cody threw in stuff that just wasn't deep enough. I didn't tell him. It's not like, hey, dude, yeah, you're sure. I, I, sucks. Like a, yeah, no, no, no. I, I, and I think I did as well. I think if you look, looked at my original list for the horror episode, it was kind of Saw and Alien, and it, it definitely yeah, it was, wasn't deep enough, yeah. I went and found a bunch of different websites of like great cult horror movies that you may not have seen. And I was like, okay, well let's go through these. And I started making a side list of that. And then Christian came in with, I think he had like eight or 10 suggestions. We might end up using two or three for sure, but another two or three were in the mix. Yeah. 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 Uh, which, yeah, they were. I mean, that's a decent chunk of the show, two, three songs right in and of itself. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was a really deep, I think we got complimented by, both William and Whitney for how deep we went. Um, but I, I was, I remember thinking, you know, we'd play the score and then they might guess a film that's later down the list, or they might throw out a guess or not sure, not sure what it is. And then we say, or you say th that score is from this and they go, Oh yeah, I hear it now. And I'm like, I've never even heard of the movie. Like I was I impressed know. that I was impressed that given the answer, they knew it. You know, yeah. and then like they start that. describing scenes. Oh yeah, yeah. this happens. Then you're like, yeah, and the, the filmography of the yeah, it's just insane. And that was, I remember the we um, we threw in your next, which is um, uh, like a kind of like a horror Home Alone, and um, I love that movie. And the girl, the main girl in it is Australian, and so my context clue was um, Home Alone Down Under. Mm. And Bibiani's like that movie isn't Australian. 
and thus started the Bibiani being frustrated with our context clues tradition <laughs> because there's not an episode that he's on where he doesn't have some issue with our context clues. I think that's funny. That's, he, yeah. uh, he keeps us on our toes, right? Yeah, just like uh, Sam Levine is good at guessing what we're hinting at. Oh. But he's keyed in on the con context clues. I don't understand the people that don't pay attention to him at all. But mm. however you play the game is how you play the game. Yeah, I think uh, there's a reason we put him in. Harloff said, uh, yeah, we played a song. Um, it was from Donnie Brasco. And he was like, that's been in, you know, so many movies. And like, that's why you listen to the context clue. And he's like, I don't listen to the context clue. He's like, well, you're, you're fucking up then, man, because that's half of the game. I mean, we it's rare. It is rare. So over the course of 50 shows, because we've now redone one, we've basically done 700 unique scores and songs. We, as far as we know, we have not repeated anything. So how many times have we used one that's been in multiple movies? It's pretty fucking rare. He yeah, doesn't yeah. know that. But it's like, well, pay attention to the context clue, man, because that's keying you in. But I can only mm -hmm, think of like mm -hmm. two, maybe three movies this was in specifically. Mm -hmm. But if you listen to the context clue, it doesn't describe those other two, three movies that I'm thinking of. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we try and limit stuff like that. For sure. Uh, and uh yeah and um yeah I mean, we've only got a couple of context clues where it potentially threw them off a little bit rather than hint towards i know we we want to kind of make them think of another movie or you know some sort of category but uh uh a couple of times we've been kind of wrong with the clue and i think that the aussie down the home alone down under one was i misunderstood where that movie was from because the main girl in it is australian I think in Babadook maybe, but yeah, um, the, uh, yeah, I wanted to get onto, cause you mentioned watching three horror movies in order to prepare for that episode. I don't know. And I, I probably don't even understand myself how much effort you put in. I think, I think the sort of is tilted towards you in terms of effort into the show now, because really, um, I've got my week down to a really kind of finite science now. It's it's I know how much time I need on the piano and sometimes I look at the thing and I go, There's three songs in there that will need an extra hour, but most of them I can do once I'm ready to go. You have to spend a lot longer. I don't think people understand how hard it must be for you to pull together a show. Well that's why in terms of that list. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, so take, take us through even well, if it's a chore, take us through like you have X, V, Y, where do you start? Because this is part of it, the show that I'm not involved in at all. It varies every time. So towards the end, say shows like by 38-ish, 36-ish, start looking at them and be like, our list is running out. And we're also, you can really see our, a lot of our taste, our individual taste. So we need to branch out beyond that. So I started just looking up various different ways start with lists of directors and then go to their filmography and then start going down through those and be like, what haven't we used? And then going from there and going to listen to and try and watch along on scenes. Is it big enough? Like I think I said it a couple of weeks ago, but dude, good luck finding a song from Wolf of wall street. That is good enough that it played long enough to where you associated. I can think of potentially one there's, there's like 50 songs in that movie. Okay. But they're all for five seconds, but I went and watched, you know, through that. I'm just, trying to i go through sometimes actors lists or genre lists and just start trying to weed through oh yeah what about this 
Uh, and just like you do when you're watching a movie, yeah, you go, oh, that's got a good score, and you start to write it yeah. down over on the side. But yeah, then just sometimes I'll uh, just go through soundtracks, grab movies, and go through and be like, okay, can I visualize any scenes within this? But <laughs> yeah, towards the end, man, those last few weeks, fucking Christ, it yeah. took four to five hours. It's and unbelievable. Yeah. And and I I, I want to say. You can't just like for anybody thinking, well, you know, there are websites with soundtrack. You can't just grab the 12 tracks from a soundtrack and dump them onto our list and then pick one of them. It doesn't work. It has, it has to be. So you're part of your putting the show together. Not only are you curating a list based on who we have on the show, you're not picking a random 15. It is by design. I'm trying to do my best. Exactly. And you are at, at some point, when you're trying to find the right songs, you might think, oh, I bet both of these people have seen this movie. You can't just pick from the soundtrack. You've got to go look at the, yeah. the, the scene. You've got to make sure the, that the soundtrack might have the song on the radio in the cafe and it doesn't add to it. Doesn't it. it doesn't, it's not part of the movie. Yeah. No. And it's just unfair if we're throwing in songs like that. Yeah. There's a couple movies like that where it's just like, there's two songs in this technically that are, not original score or whatnot. So if you're trying to get a pop song out of this, and I remember one specifically, uh, it is, it's playing on the radio and I went and listened to it. It's on the radio and is muffled in the background by two people talking over it. And I was like, wow, this is a great movie. Everybody knows this movie. Yeah. But that song doesn't help. And the other song doesn't help. I I was holding out hope for that. I didn't remember it. And there's a reason I didn't remember it. Uh, But yeah, you try and tailor to, the individuals that are coming on as best you can you're guessing mm-hmm. in a lot of regards uh but there have been other times where you know you know the guest better than i do like we may know each other socially but you know their their movie tastes better sure so you'd be like i actually between the two of them uh i know they both know this movie for sure so why don't we like i think it was highlander with pj and max yeah they kind of argue about whether it's yeah Good and Ben and yeah, Guy right. with Warrior, you knew that uh-huh. one. And both that was both good of their favorite movie. Yeah. yeah, that was a great movie. Yeah, it so was the the that was one of my favorite moments. That would you know that should have been something I thought of. That Warrior moment was uh, you could tell when I think Guy got it. Yes, that it actually doesn't matter who wins this match on points. It was whoever got that. It felt like that, you know. Yeah, it was like whoever got that lasted the had the pride for longer. Uh but I wouldn't have known that in a million years. Right. And uh, I try my best. I don't think I've ever really shot you down when you're like, hey, what about this? I'd be like, okay, sure. Yeah. Um, I guess, uh, yeah, Jurassic World went in specifically for Cody Hall as a Jurassic Park fan. I remember that one. It yeah. was, uh, you know, because <clears throat> it's gettable, but it was kind of at that time, Wanger's episode two, we're finding our feet and I just pitched, you know, um, I know Cody's a fan of Jurassic Park. The Jurassic World theme is uh, a variant, you know, it's a variation of uh, the original park theme. Yeah. So if he asks for three notes, it's going to sound like Jurassic Park and he's going to get it wrong. And I think that's funny. So let's try that. Yeah. And he got it right. And it was excellent. Like he he knew straight away that it was Jurassic World, which is cool. But I think he had a few notes to play with. Um, the other one I absolutely adore in terms of uh, throwing curveballs is uh, the Jaws theme showing up for Airplane was easily one of my favorite moments of the show. Okay. It's so cool. I mean, just what a great idea. I th- you Definitely your idea to to put in 
the Jaws theme uh, and not be at Jaws. You know, yeah. it was kind of, it was so, I know it was all about the context clue, you know, Harloff, if you're listening, that you would have gone for Jaws. Uh, by the way, Harloff, you may not pay attention to the context clue and you're still really good at the game. So if you paid attention to the context clue, I believe you could dominate if you really want. Yeah, he's to. Uh, he's definitely one of yeah, our better players. He's damn good at the game. It's just when he was like, I don't listen to that. And you're like, I don't. <laughs> it was flabbergasting. Sure. Uh, but yeah, there are fun. I do thoroughly enjoy when I think of a, a rap song that is good and memorable enough. Yeah. Uh, like about a boy, shake that ass. Like, yeah. Oh, I think they guessed it before it got to the chorus. And I was like, I wanted to hear the chorus so bad. Guys, come on. Really? I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you do love that. You tend to write in the list of songs. You'll you'll kind of let me know that you're really excited, you know. Sometimes, uh, yeah, be like, or yeah. I, I make a request. Hey, do you mind putting this one in this specific round because I think it's really good and I want to hear, hear as much it. of it as I possibly can. Because right, yeah, yeah, a, yeah. I'm a big fan of the song, so I can't wait to hear you play it. Or B, it's just yeah. more fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what I where I was referencing the Daft Punk song from earlier because it would, it, you yeah. know, it's a score, so it would have been in round three. And you said, "Can you bump it to, to, to round one and play it for longer?" Um, yeah, the rap songs are funny. I've had to omit. Um, well, it's funny. the The last rap song that you gave me was for Colors from the movie yeah. Colors from Ice T. And uh, yeah, and uh, so, I, and you know, this happens. It, well, we've done a year of shows and you've done you've done this kind of thing where you want to move something late like twice ever and so it's yeah. not a big deal and you know i work fast anyway so it's it's absolutely fine but you, and you always will say to me if it's not possible just pick something yourself but you yeah, said or we can leave it but sure you said i, I want to throw in the movie colors because i don't know if it will be applicable to any other guests right so i'm like yeah sure you know normally i'll just say yes to you haven't had a chance to listen to it so i put on the movie colors uh usually in the shower i'll put on the the 15 tracks and i'll learn them in the shower to to sing or or rap um so i put on the 15 i add the movie colors in there the song colors from the movie colors and it's just going colors 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 and i'm like i'm gonna have to rap this whole thing because there's no chorus that I can do because I can't say the name of the movie. Yeah. So I can't use that rhythm, colors, colors, colors. And so I just, True. I'm then I'm like, okay, it's sometimes I can get away with it a little bit. Sometimes yeah. I can get away with it a little bit and, pl- and kind of lean into the choruses. But that one I couldn't. I've had to omit, uh, you know, for taste, I've had to omit certain words. I've had to omit the N-word a few times, of course. Uh yeah, the rap songs are fun. They they give me a chance to uh yeah, something different. It's a bit different. Um you know, I'm not horrible at it. I can usually replicate a little bit. The the uh the accent ones are the ones that Anna and I kind of uh deliberate on. Do I do this in my own voice or do I put oh. an accent on it? I remember the first time I did it. It was in that episode 2 with Wangers. I had to do um not had to, but like Coco was in it. And oh, sure. it was uh, the Corazon, mm-hmm. and I wanted to give it its value. Um, and so I wanted to add that kind of inflection, um, that Latino. And afterwards, I, you'll see it. I didn't plan to, but I instinctively apologized for if any offense was caused. I kind of, 
you know, episode two, I don't know where I'm at online at the moment. Yeah. And I kind of sure. did this Latino version of Lacoco. It sounded pretty legitimate. And then I was like, you know, oh, sorry, you know, I'm not sure if this is uh, some sort of appropriation or whatever. And uh, yeah, that kind of thing is interesting. And then I've got to decide. But then when the boom shakalaka thing, you've got to do it. There's no you point in me to. doing There's it in no a British point. accent, you know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of thing I deliberate on and I decide, um, you know, normally decide whilst I'm working on it whether it'll be appropriate to do an impression or not. But uh, most of the time, it's the idea is to get it to sound as close to as possible. So it's never done with any kind of any intention other than try and make this sound legit. Yeah, exactly. I think that fully comes across. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. You're being sincere. I don't think anyone genuinely cares. Yeah, like for sure. So long as you're not making, a, you know, a parodying or whatever the case is, mm-hmm. like people can tell. And even if one person starts yelling about it, the infinite sea of everyone else is like, shut up. It's not <laughs> yeah, what yeah. it is. Just yeah, shut up. Sure. Like you are one, but it's, it would be such a distinct minority that I wouldn't, I would have no, said it, something had it come off as racist. I mean, like, dude. Genuinely never, it's never, ever come up. So hopefully that's all good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I but, think people see that we, you know, we have, we're good, kind people and we have good intentions. Nothing like that has ever come up. So that's cool. Um, I think it's also evidence in the, the guests, the different age ranges and uh, genders and whatever else that have come on. It's like, Everybody's had a good time, enjoyed themselves. No one's ever walked away. And it's a wide spectrum of individuals that cover the base of everybody that we've had on. And the nice, I think, a a testament to what we're talking about, too, is there's a whole bunch of people that you and I hadn't met in person, and they still got that vibe from the show. So I think you're fine. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Oh, uh, uh, another favorite moment um it was quite recently i think it was the uh black widow um oh it's a fan show right uh christian v oh remind me who it was it was nick oh, it was uh, christian nick. and nick yeah of course it was nick baldwin who was just on his show um and uh was it nick that said uh, again this is you know uh Nick knows because I described to him what it's like, but basically this is me being disengaged. But I think it was Nick that said, I know this is from the latest Marvel movie, yes, but I can't is. think of what else it's from. What an excellent moment for the show. Yeah. Just, oh. Hey, you know that movie Black- you were just alluding to? That, yeah, that yeah, exactly. Yeah. Smells like Teen Spirit. Oh, it's, it's happened. In uh, a balladic way. Yeah. What show was it where Nacho Libre's song was going to be in the five second? And somebody yeah. made reference to to it in the first round, and then couldn't get it in the second round. Be like, you who just talked about, yeah, who references Nacho Libre? And did, yeah, that that has happened a few times where they'll bring up a movie in round one or two, and ends up being in round two or three. Well, you and I have come up with context clues sometimes. Uh, it's it's happened, you know, and then we have to avoid it because it references a song later on. Yes, you know, you see that sometimes, like it will be a reference to a movie. But now we're planting the seed. We're not the context clues. Never plant the seed of what's coming up. But you can't get someone to be. You can't remind them of a movie that they might not have thought about in ten years, and then suddenly you, you reference it, and they've got that movie swimming around in their head when you go to play the theme. Yes. 
So you've got to avoid that altogether. And it was, yeah, it, that was a great moment, the Nacho Libre one, where I can't remember the reference, but they said it. Like maybe the song sounded like it was from that. And it's like, that I'm going to be playing a song from Nacho Libre in about three songs. Yeah, How exactly. weird. And then to not get it. That, that <laughs> yeah. has happened a few times. People have made the reference and then gotten the song later on. But I would say over the course of 51 shows, it probably happened five, six times where make the reference, don't get the song. For sure, I think the 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 horror special, the you know it was the first horror special. Maybe I think we'll do another one down the line. That horror special with William and Whitney, um, I think you can kind of take their list of answers and match them up with the list of songs because they were naming films yeah, that were coming up later on and it was kind of like if you could just grab all that and kind of zigzag across the page to the answers you'd have it you know it was weird in that episode in particular yeah they're right in the wheelhouse yeah they're just getting them in the wrong they're about, we're talking about wheelhouse the janine and makuga show that was a bloodbath they fucking crushed us on that was crazy if we do uh, rom-com too there are going to be no context clues. <laughs> Absolutely no context clues. Nothing. Yeah, we, just name the movie. We talked early on about context clues and we had... God, the evolution of context clues is so interesting. If you go back to those first episodes, we're doing quotes from the movie. We're doing impressions of the movie. Um, we had a list once where... Do you remember we had a list once where it was the... We had a list of maybe directors or a list of composers, possibly. And you were thinking, if the context clues are too hard, I'll give them the composer. Do you remember that? It was something like that, right? Uh, no, you had started using puns with the composer's name in it. And okay. I think that's where that sparked the discussion of maybe we can move on to this, but I really need to know that they know the composer because okay. that's kind of difficult unless you're steeped in it, like you're Eric Woods or Jason Drury or somebody that lives in scores. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, right, right, right. Yes, you're right. I remember once we had a list of like backup factual things i think or we talked about it anyway and like it, we've we found a way to use context clues but it's such a it's a million miles away from how it started for sure um yeah, it evolved just like the game did i mean that first episode yeah. we're giving away the movies yeah um, yeah yes it'll go back and now have a much better more nuanced yeah i've gotten texts from friends after they've gotten off the show a couple times i mean just saying uh yeah, I like the context clues, the coupling of that with the music. Like, it's a lot of fun. Like, oh, glad mm. you enjoyed it. Love to have yeah. you back. <laughs> uh, cool. That's cool. It's good to know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it it, uh, it has evolved over the course of the past year um, quite a bit. For sure. But, I mean, the show's I, evolved in its format ever so slightly as well, adding lifelines in the third round and, uh, I don't know, there's always more tweaks to potentially come awarding points to whoever gets either the question right or wrong in the third round. I think that was your suggestion. Uh, yeah. I, I think it was a, I think it was a YouTube comment. Oh, that that's I, ran, right. I ran by you. Yeah. So kudos to whoever came up with that really yeah. early on. Like maybe they, yeah. If the person gets it wrong, then the, the points, um, yeah. Makes yeah, more, pun, make punish more fun. points. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. Um, yeah. That, I've, I've lost my train of thought there. But yeah, context clues, the evolution of them is really interesting. Uh, I don't go back and watch those early episodes because um, 
yeah, I definitely had, uh, you know, personality issues, stage fright, <laughs> usual. Um, you know, and it's not like I'm a, a stranger to performing or anything like that. It was just, uh, it was just finding that rhythm. I think you and me, like we've we've changed as a partnership so much from those early episodes. You know, we mm-hmm. we didn't know each other. No, at all. all, really. Um, I guess you you had an idea that it, I might be fun to work with, but really, you can't have known what I'd be like when you got me on air. It 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 could have. I mean, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I if that was the case, then it would have crashed and burned, and we would have just yeah. It's fine. It would have flamed out, and you move on. Uh, <clears throat> thankfully, it did not. But there is a difference between this and live performing. Live performing, at least you have sense of the room here you have no idea how people are going to interpret sometimes you're blown away i i told you about one recently where a comment that i made and upset someone i know and i was like really okay trying to figure out but oh, you yeah. learn from it yeah you learn from it and you're like you know yeah. what i apologize that that happened yeah uh, and move on but you don't have a sense of how people are going to interpret exactly what you're saying as opposed to in a live room you know you can feel it when they're with you, when they're against you, you can get away with stuff in a live show that you could never do here because you've built up so much goodwill in this communal, you're getting drunk and we're all having a good time and type of environment. Uh, Cause I've said some heinous things before and had people cheer. But if you just say that, you're like, well, if there's no buildup and you weren't here and you didn't feel the energy of the room, trust me, I was heralded as a King walking out of the room. But if I just say that point blank on a show like this, not going to go over well at all yeah. at all. Yeah. Uh, so just, yeah. So yeah, I can understand being slightly tentative uh, because you're appealing to everyone as opposed to those willing to venture out to see you specifically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, the ease of access also leads to ease of negative opinion and whatever else. Uh, so I can understand being tentative. Yeah. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, for sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've grown with it and I've gotten more comfortable and, um, I remember um, this is a, a behind-the-scenes thing. This is before we ever started. Um, I, you know, I don't know if I should reveal this, but basically, you asked me if I was comfortable with kind of, you know, jabs and you know, comedy jabs and like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I won't be cruel, but like, you know, you you are going to be okay with certain, you know, basically like banter or whatever. Although yeah. I don't really like the word banter, but you, you, yeah, you kind of said, you know, that's the kind of vibe that I'd be going for. And are you going to be okay with that? And, uh, that was an interesting consideration that I don't think anybody would ever have predicted, not because of you, but, you know, I think it's a great foresight for you to think, I have no idea who this guy is really. I know he yeah. can play piano, but what's he going to be like? And, um, is he going to be cool with this kind of thing or is he, is it going to get, you know, stuck in him every week? Yeah. And I or you could feel be, like I'm offending him or it could be certain things. Like I have zero problems. Just please don't hit me here. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah it's exactly. better to lay ground rules in my opinion. Cause we're, you know, hopefully this is just fun. And I have zero problem. If like, Hey, I'm sensitive about this. Be like, okay, well, why in the world would I make you feel bad? I'd rather yeah, make you yeah. laugh and enjoy yourself. So, okay, I gladly won't talk about that. Moving on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's no, not for a sure. discussion to me. Um, for sure. And uh, yeah, and I think, uh, you know, 
I think uh, those early weeks, I think we we figured each other out a little bit. Um, I don't think I think this is the show to to bring it up on. I don't think I was I even thought about it. But you and I had our first kind of first and only kind of not quite happy with each other episode like pfft, not episode of this i mean like episode is in a moment um and uh i had to kind of it was about me finding my place and you kind of coaching me i think that's how i see it as you coaching me through um getting guests and things like that like you you know i was i think i was overreaching and potentially you know there's a a balancing act you have to do with sensitivities other corporations and things like that other shows and basically i it was me getting really excited and and you know reaching out to people all the time just like hey i'm doing the show now you want to be on you know blah blah blah. yeah and then it was kind of you ex you know I think it was good. Like you kind of coached me into how to go about it. And and until I had that, uh, the way that considerational sensitivity as to how to go about it, it was, why don't you play it through me first? And I think that worked really well. Yeah, and now we've kind of found a rhythm, but I did, I was overreaching for sure. And, uh, and you know, I could well, have got I, I just, us in trouble. I knew it was going to lead to, there was a one potential outcome that it was going to sure. lead to. And uh, it led to that outcome. And I was like, I was trying to avoid this as best I could. Yes, yeah. Or at least deal with it on different terms. And it came up and it passed and everything was fine. Uh, but yeah, usually they're like, hey, what do you think of so-and-so? And I was like, dude, if you like them, let's do yeah. it. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. by and large, it's just a couple of times it was like, oh, hold on, man, pump the brakes, please. Because there's a whole backstory to what that ask means in the context yeah. of this over here, which you don't know. There's nothing wrong with it. But please, let me just explain to you why this could be exactly, something. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And... Because every other time you're like, hey, you don't know this person, but I think they'd be great. Be like, awesome. F- find a date. Yeah. Uh, don't care. Because um, I don't know their backstory, so we can all. But if if I know the backstory, well, that leads into something. And I found out a backstory just recently. I think I told you about it. Uh, yeah, you did. The yeah. off-air. Yeah. Where we had someone, we were reaching out to somebody else, and they're like, uh, actually, we do not get along. And I was like, well, I'm glad that came to light before I... Cause I try not to surprise people and be like, here is so as I try and tell them. So not usually they're not, friends, not only tell them, but you, I mean, we both have the approach of who do you think would be a good opponent for you? That that's a thing, you know, yeah. we've had that, but yeah, the thing, what happened with me overreaching and you being like, Hey, you know, pump the brakes or whatever. And I guess we, I think you found out a little bit about how I work. I, understood where you were coming from and it really kind of it's interesting matt because it could have gone the wrong i think if if we weren't so trustworthy in each other it could have gone bad at that point i think i think i think uh i'll say it you were ringing me to try and resolve it yes and i remember saying to you like you know it was whatever time in the morning like let's just talk tomorrow and I think you really wanted to get to a resolution because we have something good. And I was in the same place, but just a little hot, right? Just a little. Yeah. You could tell you were gassed and be like, yeah, hey, right. And you sent back something. You're like, you know, 
whatever it was. And I sent back, I was like, in no way am I saying that. Please let me explain myself. Sure. Yeah. And no, I'll say it. I'll say it. Cause it was an asshole thing to say. Yeah. I said to you, I'm not just a fucking piano player. Yeah. And yeah. That's what I, I, I responded. was like, when have I ever said no, you're just sure. the fucking piano? Like I'm I know. trying to be collaborative and like, I, I'm more than praiseworthy on the, uh, the context clues. You know what I mean? No, I no, exactly. when you come up with a good one, man. I think it's, yeah, it, I know. Plus, it makes me happy and be like, how awesome. far, how far have we come since that? I mean, that was, we're talking about pff, yeah, we, a few we, weeks we, in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We didn't know each other and like, yeah, I'm not just a fucking piano player. It yeah. was very... I wasn't trying to be a dick. I'm just like... Nah, and, and, with certain you know, people, there's a backstory and we just got to respect that backstory. Exactly. That's all it was, was. I felt, I felt like it was personal whenever I wanted to have someone on the show, you were... And it was just unlucky. It was just every person just I suggested happened to it. be picking. It was like three every straight time. times. It's like, dude, I feel like I'm being a dick right now, but yes. But that's, then after that's that, what you like said, yeah. Every other person you've been like, yeah. awesome. And then people I don't even know, like uh, uh, Max Haddad, and you're like, I think it'll be great. And Kid yes. brought him on. It was like yeah, he was sure. great. And then we had uh, uh, Peggy and Adam Collins. I didn't know them, but you did. And you're like, I think they'll be great. And you're like, awesome. Yeah, had him uh, on. Yeah. They both, were great. Both. Marisol was another suggestion of yours. She was awesome. Uh, yeah, for sure. No, and it, it was just unlucky. And you were like, one, yeah, I, was I, like, feel like yeah. I remember I was you like, said that. I feel like I feel like I'm being a dick, but I, no. Trust me, I am not just trying to shoot you down to be a <laughs> yeah. dick. But how honestly, like, how how far have we come since then? As even as friends, it's just insane. We just didn't know each other at all. Yeah, we all. started the show. We had spoken. We had brunch together in Chicago, and yeah, then we kind of talked two more times, really. In, like in the over context a, of building a, f- a relationship here, it started yeah, on exactly. the Skype calls. Yeah, exactly. You're like, you know, and uh, yeah, I think, yeah, it was just, it's cool. I love how we've really become friends throughout the year. It's not like we were friends that decided to start a podcast, you know, it's kind of yeah. you, every time. And we don't talk much between episodes, uh, you know, Unless something comes up, we need to talk about it, um, like you know, a guest yeah, spot yeah, or what we're going to do, or yeah. and we most of our conversing happens in those notes pages on the list of songs, yeah. and we kind of type to each other there. Um, and so, really, if you watch every episode, episodes one to fifty-two, that is pretty much not knowing each other now, friends over the course of a year. Yeah. It is basically our our FaceTime with each other is all that. Um, so yeah, and I, I feel like it's pretty evident that we've gotten closer and we understand each other more, and the the rhythms and the humor and everything's getting you know really tight. And yeah. um, aside from me stalling, but yeah, um, I, think, uh, I think once again that's just you reading into it. I know what you mean. <laughs> I would feel the same way, yeah. but know that it really didn't throw. Uh, it's also understandable, and any guest that doesn't get it, just like dude, take two seconds and think about what he's doing versus what you're doing and I'm doing, especially. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he needs to be in a completely different part of his brain right now and then tune back into communicating with words was a different section of your brain and uh you know you just got to be he's accessing more points right now you know yeah 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 it's like the old uh cable operators you know what i mean when it's like oh the klondike 355 but they've got to do the switchboard right, like, right. Dude, he's got cable here 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 and we only have to worry about like these two yeah yeah uh, yeah that's kind of that's kind of what it is for sure it's uh, you know that's why i don't think i because i was never good at playing and singing at the same time so okay 
play, sing, plus be conscious to some degree in the moment. I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, that's it. Well, okay. This is another interesting moment that happened on the show really early on was um, overplaying on the wager note. It happened on episode one or two. And I basically had learned the song. I'd learned the score, say whatever it is, you know, Jurassic Park, whatever it is. And I'd learned the score. And then they say six notes. And I just started playing the score. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, really? I don't episode. remember that at all. Yeah, really early on. And I was like, oh, like that. Just, I hadn't gotten into my head the, I mean, obviously it makes sense. I know the number of notes I have to play, but it then kicked into that muscle memory and I'm playing. And I forgot to just stop at six or nine or whatever. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And call me out like, I think it happened on a five second round as well. One time where I just, play, uh, you know, kept going and you were like, I think that was like 10 seconds. Um, yeah. Cause I just kept playing until you stopped me. Cause I hadn't it's I was, almost, almost so early on that. I'm just make sure I get this right. Just make sure I sing in key and sure. play the right chords. And I forget I'm supposed to stop. Um, but now, now I, I have the songs in order before I start practicing them. So I know I only practice the five seconds now. I don't, I yeah, there's no, yeah, there's just like two, five seconds. That's why the last minute switch of colors, I was like, it's in the five second round. I'm pretty sure they're going to be able to get it within two lines. Right. And they did. And you got into a, whatever. I'm a psychopath walking. It's like, Freddie, there's colors. Like yeah, I yeah, knew yeah. both of them have seen it because I've watched them quoted back to each other. Yeah, yeah. For a decade or yeah. longer. Just like, I know you both know this fucking movie. So uh, let me ask you, I, I don't even know if we've, you've, talk, you've thought about it. We haven't talked about it. What does the second year of Settle the Score look like to you? Obviously, we've now reset. Um, so we are going to be, we are going to be using the same well you know we're going to be using songs that we've used before because there are only so many but we are peppering in new ones all the time and we're always adding to the list um yeah. anything we watch that comes out of the cinema now like it all goes in even when i'm sat at the theater now i'm kind of making like lists in my head like these are going in um but do you do you see the rules changing again in the same way? Do you, do you, have you thought about anything like that? Is that not a conversation for now? But like, you know, what, what kind of thing, like when you, when you picture another year of this, what are you kind of thinking? Game mechanic stuff. Um, we're always open to suggestions. So if somebody wants to send something, we're more than happy to hear it. If it's a good idea, we'll adopt it. I've got ideas, a couple of tweaks that, but nothing to the actual mechanics of the game as of right now. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. if you or anyone else says, Hey, what about this? And it's a good idea. I think we're both all for it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the reset because now we have that pool of 700 and we will continue to add to it. Uh, like the show that we had originally set up for this week, I think it's seven of the songs are new. It was either yes. six or seven, but it was seven. Yeah. Um, so it's almost half the show. We're still actively trying. and We will continue to actively try. Yeah, and you've added a bunch to the list, um, as have I. Yeah, uh, and context clues won't be repeated unless they're for a different film. We won't. Yeah, if it, yeah, we won't on purpose use the same context clue for the same film. Um, we kind of are building up an idea of what we've used. 
um, <clears throat> I can see us moving towards the point of, um, well, the thing is, I said I was going to say that moving towards a point where we don't deliberate on the context clue live, but actually, you kind of need to feel it out. You do need to adjust on. You need to call audibles, right? Because you Sometimes. don't know how, it, if they're dealing with like Sam Levine is on the show. You can't be thinking, oh, these are the context clues we're going to use for him because by the end you understand that he's figured them out and what now we need to go more obtuse yeah you can't prognosticate round like before with the show starts <clears> going <throat> i have favorites in there just like you do like i think these are some good ones yeah but sometimes you get to that later round and be like what i thought was previously good i am now hesitant on so that's why i'm like what do you like in this i do yeah i would like to cut that out not entirely, but I'd like to cut it down. I do yeah, I mean, that there's a way of me kind of, we can, I can put an asterisk next to my favorite and then you don't need to kind of refer to me on it, I guess, would be the way to go. But yeah, um, yeah, if, I've, if, I, if I make a list, you know, because we, I re reckon on average, we both do say four context clues. Yeah, roughly. So we have about eight per movie. I can pick my favorite for that. And then you know that that's my favorite. And when you're selecting from the list, you, um, and do you, you notice the delay when you ask me something? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, because I'm like, not, you know, I'm not with you. I'm not even looking at the list. Yeah. I'm kind of, I, if anybody, you know, when you see me play on my phone, it's lyrics. I'm terrible with lyrics. I never remember lyrics. So I get lyrics up on my phone. So I have web pages and, uh, on notes, you see, um, on scores, I kind of put the first few notes, right? You see that? Mm -hmm. I put the, like, the, you know, I'll say, like, the you know, G, C, G again. Like, I'll put the first three notes just to jog my memory, put myself on mute, play it a couple of times. And the sneaky ear thing, which I brought up on In Love With Movies, this thing that people see me do, people have told me they, they've noticed it, and I'm sure some people haven't, but this... Um, this thing here. Oh. Whilst you're talking and engaging with the guest, that's me listening to the song because I've forgotten what it is. Oh. So, yeah, so I'll put that in. I'll press play on my Apple Music. Okay. And then I go, oh, yeah, I remember that song now. And then play it. It just, like, just goes from my memory a little bit. Hey, Josh, um, yeah, that makes sense. It's a good It's a good idea. Yeah, so I have the list on Apple Music and and sometimes you'll see me do that. So yeah, if the AirPod goes in, you'll know that basically they've gone, usually the process is, you know, person X says number three, and then I have the list here and I go number three. And I go, ooh, how does that go? How does it start? And then in my head I'm going, I don't know how it starts, can't figure it out, and then reach for the AirPod. And I just act like I'm with you guys and I'm actually yeah. just listening to a song. And I go, oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I can play that. So that happens. Um, something to look for. It's not going to change. I'm still going to have to remind myself. Why, sometimes. Yeah, why would it? It's yeah, inevitable. Yeah. No, and uh, and the <clears throat> the the uh, the cable's gone. We figured that out. The tech. You know, even on the um, we had core Alex draw a caricature of us both, and I had the yeah the cable because I had to listen to you guys and the piano at the same time. I figured all that out. I would like to, you know, how I envisage the second year going, I would like to up my instrument game because I have a few synths really? and strings on here. 
but I would like to move towards potential for some sort of drum loop for certain tracks sure. would be handy. Yeah, go crazy. And, and that could sit right here on my left and on I've got a table here with my water and my bike anyway. So I'll get a yeah, triangle. Little, Just let me know when you need me. a little triangle. Well, we did the kazoo. We I I bought a kazoo for a particular song and I can't remember what film that was. It was like a western. And uh I've done some beatboxing. Like we we played a little bit, but and then sometimes I'll add some strings and stuff like that. Um but yeah, I would like to up the instrumentation game. Um, I think I did a drum loop once, and it there, was I mean, pretty awful. There have been a few songs that we couldn't, in my opinion, use because they are so guitar heavy. Yes. But once I think translated to piano, it's really difficult. It is a I guitar fucking song. 100% agree with you. Yeah. And and if I, if I focus, like I can dabble on the guitar, and if I genuinely put my mind to it, by you know if settle the score did go this far by next year we'd be talking about i'm bringing in guitar i think i can get there for the amount that for the amount that i have to use it it would be very rare i genuinely think i could get there with what the knowledge i have of how to play guitar at the moment i could work on it and i'd basically just learn each song as i go i wouldn't learn to play guitar fluently it would just be just learn for this particular song and i think i could get there certain chord structures would be like look this is just this is a one four five. Yeah, here are exactly. the three chords. Uh, especially if like if it's rock music. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can yeah, the, the beauty of it is if you turn up distortion, you can cheat too. Yeah, uh, and you don't have to make full chord structures. You can get by with just parts of one. Yeah, or, just bar chords. Like yeah, it, yeah. I, I really, really could get away with it, and uh, can't do much about my voice. The the running gag that. You know, I don't sound like a rock singer, and sometimes like. Well, sometimes your voice is just too nice, too pure. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a beautiful, tonally amazing voice. It's just it plays a million different voices out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So for sure. sometimes it's just like it's a it's a different type than what you are. It's nothing against your ability. No, no. Adele can't sing, fucking Pearl Jam. That's Eddie Vedder. <laughs> yeah, that's also yeah. a rock-ish voice. For sure. Yeah. Uh, no, I I've got the Bono. I've, yeah, I think I could too. Have you got any films in mind? Obviously, no. There's a bunch of trash films that you could associate with their their songs, but yeah, nothing that's really good. In the name of the Father, like you want to do that one? <laughs> yeah, in the name of the Father. Yeah, oh, could that... do uh, K- Apple's keynote speech. All right. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Throw that in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I could do a Bono for sure. Um, but he's he's British, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I struggle. Sometimes I struggle with the tone. Dy- dynamics isn't a, isn't tough for me. You know, I I can pretty much sing as high as I need to. I don't think there's anything that's really caught me out. Um, had to. I mean, I've done a couple of Whitney, and that's about as hard as it's going to get vocally. That's, that's yeah, but. N- Nobody in their right mind would hold it against you if you couldn't do Whitney. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. It's Whitney. Just like Adele. I think there are generational talents vocally. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but it's impossible to replicate that. I remember when Catherine found out that I was a big Adele fan. Right. Just be like, you can't deny how amazing that voice is. It's just it's like it's when we were having this discussion, we're like, do you know that two nights ago I sat and watched like 90 minutes of Whitney Houston videos? 
her voice is fucking amazing. They just yeah. You got to respect some, you know, there's the God-given aspect of it. And she also worked on, you know, increasing the range and the timber, all that. That being said, like Mariah Carey does nothing for me. Zip, zip, oh, child. I can't. I genuinely can't stand it. I, like I, it I, there's nothing to do it to me. It's it's flat. Yeah, it's, yeah, I don't, yeah. I've got a I, few. I, I, I completely agree with you. And I don't, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't have any weight to it. No, it doesn't elicit any emotion air. within me. It's like, yes, that you're hitting a note that's wildly impressive, but for some reason, the timber of it does zip zilcho. It's relevance. It's not. It's a. It's an irrelevant note to hit. It, it doesn't do it. It's just. Hey, I don't know. You. I think you see it on uh, on talent shows like The X Factor and stuff like that, where people just do runs. Yeah. To be impressive, but it's not. You're not adding anything to the song. There's no. Um, I think vocally it probably the term would be acting. You're not really oh, acting the, the notes out, you know. Um, was it? Uh, you ever did you ever see Twenty Feet from Stardom? No. About the backup singers, it won the Oscar for best documentary. I think that's a bit much. To be perfectly oh, honest. Really? Okay. But there's a great. My favorite section of it, and I've gone back to rewatch it since. The woman that sang on "Gimme Shelter." That rape and murder, it's just a shadow way. It's just a shadow way. So the Stones reached out and had an intermediary. They were just looking for somebody to come in. And she came in at like two in the morning with rollers in her hair. And she's like, you want me to sing what? And they were like, just go for it. Put as much into it as you want. And the one that makes the track ultimately is the one that cra- her voice cracks. And you just feel the intensity. And then she did her five, six takes. And then left, and you're like, the amount of passion that I hear in Gimme Shelter destroys anything I've ever heard from Mariah Carey. But Mariah mm. Carey's probably the more accomplished vocal singer. But that little tiny line in Gimme Shelter moves me infinitely more than anything I've ever heard of yours. Hmm. That's me. No, no, I, I think you're in good company. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I yes, I obviously you're the same as me we have these kind of go-to youtube videos that we'll just have on uh you know months will go by and then it has to be watched again and one of mine sure. is um the whitney national anthem um oh it's great oh just unbelievable it's unbelievable it's a national anthem i've heard that thing and it's a you want to talk about we we're talking about you know stealing music earlier well francis scott key did not write that fucking tune he stole it from the brits and just put new lyrics on it. it's the exact same i can't remember what song it is but it's from britain Okay. It's flat out, note for note. Everything is the exact same. And he just okay. changed the lyrics to it. Uh, but her rendition is the hands down best I've ever seen. And it's like, if you guys aren't doing it this way, you're doing it wrong. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I, com- I completely agree. And what, what is kind of, <clears throat> what's kind of, um, although it's glorious, I just find it a difficult pill to swallow the, that's, the absolute best quality I know, uh, it's terrible. video. It's, terrible. And it's just how annoying that like how has this kind NBC of talent, or whoever it is yeah. put out an HD version of this 4k or whatever. Yeah. Yes. With the cleaned up audio. Yeah. And, it looks like it's off the, somebody recorded on a VHS tape yeah. at home and then uploaded it to YouTube 25 yeah. years later. It's terrible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And you, yeah, it's just one of those. Um, yeah. It's rough, man. That's, <clears throat> it sucks. Is there anything else like that? I mean, I mean, I feel like I, there is. When I was a kid, I used to watch a lot of NSYNC and some of the clips you'd see of them because I used to just try and absorb anything I could. 
Okay. And some of those, yeah, just because uh, they're five part harmony, you know, they actually sing. Who were the uh, uh, big British versions of the In Sync and all that around the same time? A friend of mine was the keyboardist for one of those bands and went on tour with them for like three years. Oh, really? Yeah. He's a great guy, but it's one of those things of I, he's bald. He's 10 years older than me, which would have put him in his 30s, mid, mid 30s when okay. they were touring around. So they're all a bunch of, I don't know, 18 to 21 year olds dancing for 14 year olds. And here's this 35 year old getting paid handsomely, but he was the touring keyboardist for one of the British pop bands. Oh, it's equivalent to NSYNC and was huge in Britain at that time. Gee. Yeah, it's like one of those of I've never even heard of it, but the fact that you guys were selling out how many ever. And by you guys, I mean the hired guns plus the guys that actually sold those tickets. <laughs> but got paid well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That, it's good. Uh I've been a session pianist. Yeah, it's definitely fun. The only thing I find, I don't know if you and I have ever spoken about this, but and people have asked if I was ever a full-time musician. I've done it, I've kind of dabbled. And um the only thing about being uh, a full-time musician or no, not full-time musician, but whatever your equilibrium is, whatever the thing is that you, when you come home after a good day or a tough day, it balances you, you, you know, you find equilibrium with it. So it could be cooking. It could be a film, whatever. It could be your wife, whatever it is. For me, sitting down at the piano. So if I'm really hyper, really, really excited, I have, big dynamic emotions mm -hmm. sitting down on the piano will calm me down bring me back if i'm down it picks me up so it's that yeah find the middle when you're doing that as a profession not just music but whatever it is if you're doing it in the day and you have a good day or a bad day especially a bad day you don't come home and find the equilibrium in that thing anymore so that creates a hole yeah. And that hole is then filled with potentially addictions. I didn't ever let myself go um, too far into that kind of thing, but I recognized that it was a danger. It was a risk that I was not willing to take. Sure. And so that's why, you know, you've heard people have heard me on the podcast say before, you know, when you say to me, you know, Andy, do you want to plug anything, promote anything? I'm like, well, I'm an accountant, so I'm not going to say, you know, unless you need an Excel sheet done, you know. Yeah. That's because that is that is the proper thing for me to do, that if I have a good or bad day doing that, I get the piano to, to play in the evening. Sure. And so that's why, you know, even if I was good enough and it's debatable, I don't I don't want to touch being a musician more than I am. It's just not a thing that I'm attracted to at all. I just haven't got the kind of personality for it. Yeah, it takes a type. For sure. Um, well, anything else about the previous year's shows? We're at an hour <laughs> and a half, so we should probably wrap this up at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, uh, the um, the fan shows have all been excellent. I've loved them all. And um, I'm I'm kind of always surprised at how good the quality is of the fan shows in terms of, you know, people that want to be on the show really know their stuff and we always yeah. get good games out of them. So that, you know, thank you to all eight of you, I think. Is that right? Uh, They've been on. Yeah, that is correct. Um, 
And uh, big shout out to, I mean, we've got so many people that are kind of hybrid of being fans of the show, but also contestants, but also um, within the industry themselves anyway. And uh, I have to shout out um, Eric Woods, who's just been such, since he found out about the show, mm-hmm. um, I think for someone who, given the right dream at night, could have woken up with the same idea that you had for this show. Um, I think he's so gracious um, and he he's just so nice about promoting it. When he comes on, he's always so great. Um, so Eric Woods, personal, like, special shout out to him. And Jason Inman, who I didn't know before Settle the Squad, never met him before. Um, and he's been on three times, I think. And he... Sounds about right. Yeah, so he listens to every episode and he's a great contestant and someone that I now consider my friend as well. Um, so oh, yeah, no. yeah he, he's just, him Excellent and Ashley are just the best. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there are a bunch of other people that I've met and become friends with, <clears throat> but particularly when in the early days of the episode, we had those kind of personalities advocating for us, cinematic radio sound and, and Jason and Ashley, um, promoting the show back when we were, you know, uh, it was nothing. Sell the score. It was just, you know, the small yeah. thing. And it's, still, it's growing all the time. But yeah, I just wanted to shout out those two in particular. Um, and to the other roughly 70 or 80 people, Andy is saying, fuck off. You know? Yeah. These, no, exactly. these two are my special little snowflakes. Exactly. And the others are, uh, now there's, there's so many people. We could go down the entire list. Those are two oh, excellent ones. Just... And everybody that's been on, um, Coming with the right attitude, looking forward to playing, excited about it, wanting to come back, um, and excited when they do. Uh, so it's it's been fantastic to meet like all the fans that you brought up, all eight of them thus far, and all the people that uh, I had never met before actually doing the show, reaching out and asking if they want to be a part of it. But uh, and to people that we haven't been able to see in person because of the the pandemic, just all of them in general. Uh, it's been a nice little outlet to, Hey, how you been? How are things? Things are good. And sometimes there was one show in particular where the previous time we'd had the individual on, you could tell they were in a terribly bad mood. And then the last time we had the individual on, we spoke for almost an hour after the show ended. Uh, I know. And that, and that's my, whole, own. yeah, it's good to see that that individual had made that much positive progress and they're in a much better place today. I don't want to say who that was because it's no, not my uh, business to. Yeah. And I obviously know who, exactly who you're talking about. And that is my only interaction with them were those two shows. Of course, I've never spoken to them outside of this. So, um, you know, I, I wouldn't judge anyone anyway, but clearly, you know, what just wasn't in a good place. Like a lot of the world wasn't during that time and, um, came away from, um, the second time, uh, arguably, you know, felt so close in terms of you know as close as i can feel to someone on the other side of the world um yeah. online and uh yeah i told anna about it and it, it it was genuinely a brilliant brilliant after show and i i also wanted to say when we do press stop on the recording the, the bits that people don't see everyone is just so nice no one i don't know if anyone would have uh, the thought that anybody would flip like you know camera oh, goes so, off yeah. and they change turn into a dick everyone's so cool everyone's so nice 
you really do you know maybe it's the atmosphere we create on here we don't necessarily ask you to be anything other than yourself but everyone's just super super cool as soon as we end the show they're great whether they have to rush off or they want to hang or talk movies or we do debriefs on the show and why didn't they get that and that song sounded so much like that and they'll get me to play something else that sounded like it all of it is just so great everyone you know we have awesome guests uh, i don't think we've missed so far no we've gotten uh they've all been fantastic and uh you know hopefully we'll have them all on uh again at some point um you know there's certain people that if we were doing this full time it's just like dude you would be in the rotation hmm. for because inevitably, like if you if you amped it up to talk show where it's like, oh, we had to do this four or five nights a week. Well, you know, here in the States, certain hosts have their go-tos and they end up on the show three, four, or five times a year, just out of necessity of we had a cancellation. You want to come and hang? Uh and it happens. It's just like becomes one of I, I already know there's a handful of individuals you had on be like, if you want to be on repeat, you're really good on the game. You understand, you interact really well, and you you appreciate the game and the mechanics of it and try and take advantage and enjoy all the different aspects of it. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's fun to see afterwards like how enthused they are and how much fun they had because I think that would translate then to the, the people at home. And uh, if they're having a good time, then we're having a good time. Mm-hmm. So it's been it's been a lot of fun. But it's been really nice to see other people, meet a bunch of new people, and uh, interact with people on online. So, thank you to everybody that supports us. And uh, do you want to say anything else? We can go ahead and close this up. Yeah, I I just want to say thank you to everyone who took us seriously in naming our little friend in the logo. Ah, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, and um, we we were talking about it uh, off air before the show, and we, you know, we're in awe of some of your creative suggestions. Yeah. And uh, we're going to figure something out. We're, I think you promised a spot on the show for the person that came up with the the name. And uh, we're going to figure something out um, because we we both have kind of a favorite, maybe. And uh, we'll figure it out, but we might let you guys make the final decision via a poll or something. But we will we'll deliberate on that and get back to you. But yeah. yeah, thank you, thank you so much for everyone's suggestions so far. We absolutely love them. It's and yeah, if fun. you have if you have any others, nothing is set in stone. For sure. And if you want to try and sneak one in under the wire, we'll do it on YouTube over youtube.com forward slash Matt Nost or on Twitter. You can hit up Andy at STS underscore Andy M or me at Matt Nost and uh let us know. So if you happen to send it to Andy uh and don't at me, who cares? Because he'll tell me. Hey, this person sent this. Be like, oh, okay, I like that. Uh, and vice versa. If you send it to me and he's not added, I will happily text him. Uh, but yeah, we would love to see any and all. But we have a couple, like Andy said, two, three, and a hybridized four where maybe we take something, a suggestion and Frankenstein it into something. Yeah, a little switch or a slight switch, but in honor of what you suggested. Who knows? Yeah, but that person will still get credit for the, yes. if it goes that way. 100%. Um, but if you want to get a man, we're close to, we have, we have a few choices that we genuinely uh, like a lot, but please, if you've already sent in one and you got another idea, send that mm-hmm. the more, the mm-hmm. merrier. We'd love mm-hmm. to hear it. Um, but I think that's it, man. 
Um, any final words? Um, yeah. Uh, um, no, I don't have anything. I wanted to say something like clever, like, uh, you know, um, something along the lines of, oh, I know what I wanted to say. Um, next year, I think we're going to head towards some merch. I think Luke will be on my on my side a little bit and he'll come up with something. And I think by the end of our year two wrap-up show, I'll be wearing a T-shirt that says, do you want to be a dick or not? Really, you have hesitancy about saying curse words, but you're going to wear a T-shirt that says, do you want to be a dick or not? Uh, I just I assumed, it was, it. I assumed it was referring to some uh, English king called Richard. Is it a swear word? <laughs> no, no, I, I will uh, I will be uh, excited to, you know. Well, we can give you the English version like and just, do you want to be a cock or not? Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I would imagine that's a slightly better. Uh, it's got a better flow to it, but. That is a that. much harsher version than Dick here stateside. Yeah, yeah. I've, I, I, that was going to be one of my questions: is how did you come up with that phrasing? And uh, I don't want to know. I, I like, I like the uh, mystery. We'll save something for next year. Uh, yeah, I like that because eventually somebody will flip. They, everybody's nice at first, unless they know each other, and they're like, "Nah, I'll be a dick." Yeah. Uh, but if they don't know each other, don't know each other well, they're like, "Well, no." This fucking sense of bonhomie, and then by the end of it, you're like, "I need the points." I'm going to be a dick. Like, all right. Uh, yeah. Psychology, uh, one, you know, just watching the progression of an individual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about uh, er- Eric uh, trying to undo all of Canada's goodwill by just going straight in for the, the dick? Well, <laughs> uh, That's funny. He, he flies in the face of stereotypes. Of course, of course. Uh, all right, but that is it for this week's uh, Settle the Score. We'll be back to our regular scheduled uh, guests and shows starting next week. And then we have a fan show coming up in the, uh, I don't know, six weeks, something like that. Uh, yeah. We want to yeah. be in the timeline. It's, it's roughly every three months. It'd be somewhere along those lines. Anyway, if you want to be part of it, you can retweet and like, like the tweet that I put out each week, or just leave a comment over at YouTube. And the more comments you leave or retweets you give uh, each week, it just add your name to the hopper that many more times. So please hit us up on those if you want to be part of the fan show. They're always a good time. And that is it this week. Follow him at SDS underscore Andy and me at Matt Nost. We'll see you guys next week. Stay safe out there. Get the fucking shot, for Christ's sakes. Wear your masks. Stay six feet apart. Stay safe. We'll see you guys next week. Adios.